following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. This is the XFL round two. <laughs> yes, that's the exciting part. And that's about all you can say. I am not surprised that I didn't watch much. I was talking with some people this morning uh, as we record this on Monday. It is the 10th of February as we record this. Bucks are about ready to tip off here in a couple of minutes. Uh, we'll get to that. And uh, I somebody asked, how much did you watch? And I said, I watched not enough to get the whole feel for the new rules and anything that that is unique about the experience. Was that on Sunday or Saturday? Both. It was on both. Okay, because I didn't see any. Lauren Cox was tweeting about it from our newsroom the entire weekend, (laughs) which just proves that he has nothing better to do. That's funny. I mean, and he was well, like that's a doing fo- the, he's a football guy. He was doing the pro football focus analytics stuff and whatever, and I just love wow. that Mark Tressman's team got absolutely murdered. Did they? Oh, <laughs> it was it was. I, I think it's the Florida team. I'm not sure. Terry Boers said something formerly a 670, and he goes, "It does not surprise me some of the effect of like Doctor Death is, you know, a horrible football coach." Just in the XFL, I did see tonight on the on the bottom ticker on ESPN that Pepper Johnson yes. has been fired as D, D coordinator. coordinator after one game yes. when his team gave up four touchdowns. Four, four touchdowns, <laughs> four passing touchdowns. Like, Jesus Christ, Dom Capers wouldn't have lasted a week if that was the case. Pepper Johnson, Techmo Bowl, Super Techmo Bowl All Star for the New York Giants linebacking core. Um, yeah, I really that that's where we're at now. One game. And you're fired. That's crazy. Speaking of Dom Capers, going to the Minnesota Vikings. I saw that as well. Interesting. Well, interesting. All right, this is the intentional foul. Josh and Dan back for another week. We'll uh, touch on some quick NFL notes. Um, they're already advertising for the combine. Um, we'll, I'll, I'll mention something about the draft just briefly. College hoops, Marquette, Wisconsin, a little bit of top 25. Uh, the NBA, as we mentioned, Bucks are playing tonight. Pitchers and catch brews are reporting in two days. Yeah, I know. Wednesday. It's crazy. That's awesome. Um, there's some some baseball stuff to talk about as well. And uh, if we can think of any high school stuff, um, maybe we'll touch on that as well. But that is the rundown um, for this edition. You want to start with the NFL? Some yeah. Some big free agents. There was more made out of this Phillip Rivers and the, and the Chargers mutually coming to terms to end their relationship that I thought, I mean, this was like a foregone conclusion. It was being reported, right? The way Rivers' last press conference went, it kind of seemed like he knew the writing was on the wall. Right. Yeah. So I I don't know why that's such a a huge deal, but, I mean, both these guys, Rivers and Brady, they're free agents for the first time in their career, Mm -hmm. the hit free agency, and they're old. They're old. Are both of them going to get snagged? They're statues. They cannot move. Right. Neither one of those guys. I mean, do you, are is one of them willing to be a stopgap for somebody? I mean, I heard Oakland's or Las Vegas now wants to throw a pile of money at Tom Brady, which I think you're insane well, if that's you want to go. That's just a that's just Davis being Davis. That's kind of the, what they do. But even if he does, well, the other one is I keep hearing is the Cowboys should go after Brady because they can't get this this whole thing with Dak going on. I mean. I, I don't know. I, I feel a little bit bad for Phil Rivers. I mean, just the whole way the last couple of years with the Chargers have gone with them abandoning San Diego and going to L.A. And then, you know, just kind of as soon as that move was made, he had to know that his time was as soon as his contract was up. That was it because they were going to want to push him out and try to get in a young name. New face of the franchise. New face of the franchise when they as the move mm-hmm. to L.A. So I feel a little bit bad for him. I. I think he'll be like, you know, I think he will have to do the stopgap thing. I, you know, maybe he goes to Carolina for a year or Tampa for a year or two, something like that. But I don't know. I don't think there's going to be a huge pool of, of teams looking at him. Now, Brady, on the other hand, 
for some reason, it seems like teams are interested in him. I don't get it. Well, I, I mean, mean, it's not. What did I? It's change his name from Tom Brady to Steve DeBerg. Nobody cares. It's a 42-year-old guy who can't move, who the last year and a half really hasn't been that good. But do you give him the same resume and the same amount of rings, DeBerg? Well, and then do people I, I, go I, after yeah, him? But that's just it. That's my point, though. It's like it's this past pedigree well, of course it that is. everybody's looking at with Brady where it's like, and that's why the Cowboys are coming up. It's like, okay, you plug Brady in there, and he fixes all your problems. But it's like, yeah, not really. You hear a lot of the NFL guys, uh, the, the smart ones that aren't affiliated with any team, you you hear about it when, they, when free agency hits, and they say, you're going to pay people for what they can do for you, not what they have done for somebody else. And that's all that Brady's going to get right now. They're not looking at, at well, what are you going to do? I don't think anybody has doesn't have blinders on to the fact that, okay, here's his age, here's what his stats have been, how they've gone down the last few years, and we're expecting him to what? Lead us to a Super Bowl? I think that's what people honestly think because they're too enamored by the resume and the rings that he has. Mm-hmm. And that's a surefire way to make a huge mistake and pay a lot of money for nothing. For sure. I mean, if you just go back to last year, um, if that guy on the Chiefs is not offsides in the AFC championship game, the Chiefs win and go to the Super Bowl last year. Brady doesn't win that sixth ring. And I think everybody would have been looking at him now after this year going, I think he's done. I mean, it happened. I just... I specifically remember it with Favre when he was on the Vikings and he had that great year when they lost in the NFC Championship game. And then he came back the next year and the first couple games he was okay. And there was like a point in the season, it was like four or five weeks into the season that like his body was just just stopped and he was done. And I remember specifically the last game he ever played was against the Bears, and he got knocked out of the game. He was just getting the shit beat of, out of him. He couldn't move. He couldn't make the the snap decision. And, I mean, that's going to happen to Brady if he keeps playing. And, yeah, it's like, do you want to be the team that invests in that and has to watch that happen on your watch? I mean, the Bears are a team that he's been rumored mm-hmm. to be at. And it's like, oh, well, I'd rather have Tom Brady than Mitchell Trubisky. And it's like, well... Yeah, in theory, if right. you're getting Tom Brady, who's winning Super Bowls, but I'm probably getting 42, 43, 44-year-old Tom Brady, who's barely being able to tape himself together for these games. <laughs> you know, it's like the old North Dallas 40 where, uh-huh. you know, Nick Nolte's in there, he's shooting up painkillers, and he's taping all his fingers together and shit just so he can get out on the field. And, I mean, at some point, Father Time always wins. Undefeated. Undefeated, as Charles Barkley would say. Undefeated. Uh, In Dallas, Coach uh, Mike McCarthy is going to be dealing with uh, a little bit of an interesting quarterback situation because they're trying to sign Dak Prescott to a long-term deal. They they like the fact that he could be their quarterback for a while, I think. I mean, McCarthy's not going to come out and say otherwise, and I don't think you're going to hear anything from Jerry Jones either. Right. Um, But Dak has continually said he thinks he deserves... $40 $40 million a year, which is absolutely one of the craziest things I've ever heard about a contract ever. And then to hear that he turned down $34 million a year, which I also think is right up there with one of the craziest things I've ever heard about a contract. He's not, that dude's not worth that money. Not even close. What's he won? What's he done? Nothing. He's won one playoff game. Great. Yep. And that's what you think you're going to invest in for the for the near future? Well, I think these guys are going in, and I think quarterbacks are starting to negotiate their contracts like baseball players. I think they're laying it down, and they're like, Look, I threw for 4,800 yards. I had 40 touchdowns. I only had seven picks. My passer rating was this. I had my completion percentage was this. And then they're comparing it to player X and all your numbers are better than player X, but player X makes 30. Well, I got to make more than 30, but that's not how football is set up to work. And this is one of those things that, um, as you say, smart football people have seen coming now for several years, like contracts in all sports, they get to this tipping point 
and I think we're about there with quarterbacks, where you really can't justify paying that much to an, to an athlete because at at thirty four million a year, which is what he turned down, that's over two million dollars per game if you break it down per game. Um, no player's worth that. No player's worth that. Um, maybe Tom Brady in his heyday. Maybe Peyton Manning in his heyday. Maybe Rodgers in his heyday. But not Dak Prescott. I also just have to wonder, and a lot of these guys, I think the, I think they hear from their agents, and I think it's ingrained in their head because of who they are and their status on the team, is they think they're deserving of that money, and they don't care what it does to the team structure of the salary cap. When in reality, if you take a look at some of the big contracts that are hampering guys from getting signed to free agency deals and improving the team and having, you know, um, the general manager to be very scrupulous about what he does, I mean, you, in essence, and and this may be a little bit of an overstatement, you're going to kill your team. Because you think you deserve that money because you think that you're the most important guy. And you think you can win the games by yourself no matter who they put around you. When, again, as you just mentioned, football's not built to operate that way. No. You need help. Yeah, one guy can't win no. in football. So, to me, and again, if you're the agent, you want your client to get as much money as possible because you get a nice hunk of that. Absolutely. And, and you're doing right by the person that employs you. And I get that. But at the same time... Do you want a disgruntled client one or two years into a mega deal because they're getting the shit kicked out of them because the team can't afford to sign anybody else? I mean, and then who's going to be to blame? It's not going to be the agent. It's not going to be the quarterback. Who's going to be to blame? The general manager because they didn't get you any help. Because nobody can do the analytics and the short-term memory is so great that you can't go back two years and say, look at this idiotic deal that you signed your quarterback to. What's it done to your team? Yeah. Joe Flacco, Baltimore, most recent, and his skills diminished. Don't get me wrong. He went out to Denver, I think. Yes. But yes. don't get me wrong. Flacco was a great playoff guy. Oh, yeah. But, he, but he, he had two. His, he had two. He was like Eli. He had a couple of nice playoff runs. When that contract was signed, you looked at it and you were like, that is going to kill their cap. Yep. And he lasted, what, another th- two, three years into it, maybe? Yeah. Now yeah. where is he? Probably going to be going to be looking for work, right? Because he's probably going to get. So cut. it's like you need to have some sort of awareness that, yeah, maybe you're right when you lay down the stats and you look at the numbers and you say, well, rational decision making and logic will dictate that I de- deserve more than the guy who has worse numbers than me that's making more money. But is it better for you in the long term? That's why I hate the the phrase. It, it's the market. This is what the market dictates. Let the market settle. It's you're right. You know, it's like when Minnesota paid Kirk Cousins eighty four million over three years, guaranteed, guaranteed it. That that was like a, a a sign for every other quarterback in football to now compare themselves to Kirk Cousins. And you want your guaranteed money. But the problem is, is if you're running a team and you're you're Jerry and Stephen Jones, and you're like. Yeah, you are better or as good as Kirk Cousins, but Minnesota made a mistake paying that much money. <clears throat> Other teams are going to make, you know, the Rams, the amount of money that they have paid Goff and some of these other guys, They, this is who they are for the next couple of years. They're locked into this team, yep. and that team looks like it's trending in the wrong direction. I mean, but you can't, I don't know. I, I mean, and it is. It's what players and agents do. They base it, they base their worth on the previous contracts that are signed but we're getting to that tipping point where I don't think you can get away with that anymore because an owner is just not going to pay a guy 50 million dollars a year it's just not going to happen um but you look at the Chiefs I mean they are the new Seahawks Pat Mahomes is still on a rookie deal not making a boatload of money yet and the owner even said that we might not sign him until next year that's the smart thing to do yep and they went out and they made some roster moves these last two years because they knew they had Mahomes on this cheap deal just like the Seahawks did with with Wilson. Looks what happened with the Seahawks when they paid Wilson. That defense dissipated and they lost some key guys. Eventually, the Chiefs are going to be in the same boat and it's going to be hard to build a roster around Mm -hmm. Mahomes because football is not like 
basketball or even baseball to a lesser extent, but more basketball. We're like, sometimes a basketball, an NBA guy will take a little bit less to go play with a LeBron or a Giannis or something like that. A football player's not doing that because the money's not guaranteed and your career is so short, you're not going to give that money up. So if Russell Wilson or, or if they sign Dak for 40 and I'm, I'm Devontae Adams, let's say, and I'm in a free agent year, and the Packers are offering me 15 and the Chiefs are offering me 10, I'm taking the 15. Yeah. Because I, I may not even get all the way through to that 10 because I might get hurt. Right. You could cut me. Yep. So I don't know. It's 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 crazy. There's I, I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do, but you cannot pay Dak Prescott forty million dollars. I mean, no. If anybody can afford it, it's Jerry Jones. Well, yeah. But it's just it. It. I think every other owner in the sport would be irate at him if he did that. Well, I'll be interesting. Like you mentioned, the tipping point. I'll be really interested to see whether we have reached that point with quarterbacks because, I mean, it's a passing league, don't get me wrong, but what did we used to see? We saw a bunch of mega contracts going to running backs. They don't get those anymore. So, yeah, you're relying on quarterbacks, but are they going to be more hesitant to not kill your salary cap or just invest in a quarterback on a rookie deal and make them start right away, run it out five years, maybe give them a, a couple of years with the um, with the franchise tag and then say, See ya, we can't pay you all this money for the next five years because it's going to crush us. Right. We'll have to reset. I wonder if the reset button is going to be used earlier than it is right now. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. So um, that's basically all the uh, the NFL notes that are going on. The Combine's coming up at the end of the month. That'll be on TV for people that like to watch that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, and then also uh, for the uh, the NFL draft, I think – Man, I don't know if that's coming up at the end of April or at the end of May. But, I I mean, I'm already starting to look at guys that are getting, that are getting ranked. Um, I mean, everybody and their brother is coming out with mock drafts. Uh, there's three rounds. There's seven rounds. And these don't really mean anything uh, right now. But it is cool, and I, I know how much of, of a draft guy is. Uh, you are and that you love to see all these these rankings and whatnot and it doesn't mean anything but you you just assign you know team needs and then just kind of go through and it's it's picking a guy that will fit a system I mean and these are guys that just pour over this stuff way too much so I mean it's kind of neat just to see the potential of guys that you can get but I thought it was really really interesting because of the, this year's draft. I might get to watch a little bit more of it because one of our coworkers came in today um, and said that he had gotten snipped on Friday. Oh. So I told I told my wife that, and she said, "Time to get it done." Oh wow! So I was like, "Okay." I mean, I'm talking to I'm talking to Chad about the process and everything like that, and he's moving a little gingerly. Um, so I said, "Okay." Um, I maybe I'll schedule it for that Thursday or Friday and then take the weekend and sit on a bag of frozen peas yeah. for the NFL draft. There so I think I might be calling SSM tomorrow to make an appointment. Wow. All right. So, well, I know some of those dates get pretty backed up. I know a lot of people try to do it around March Madness. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that, that is your big one. Draft yeah. is April 23rd, April 25th. I don't know whether have I you, can get it in two well, months or not. Well, have, where have you... I, where have you seen Taylor going in some of these mocks? Um, I've heard I've I've seen Bond going going first round. I've okay. seen Bond going second round. Taylor has not yet crept into the first round. I've seen him second and third. In in in, in and I in think some that's places. probably right. I mean he's he's it, a good player, but he's not a he's not a Saquon Barkley no. where you're like, holy shit, this no. dude is. We got to get him in the first round. No, and I think I've only seen one <laughs> running back go in the first round. I don't even know who that is. Okay, so all right, let's move to uh, to college hoops. Badgers get a sweep over Ohio State. Uh, they lost at Minnesota, snapping a four-game losing streak at the barn, which I've never been. I would like to go to that arena just because it's unique. Yeah. Uh, I I don't really have anything for well, Minnesota. I mean, you were kind of in it before if you've ever been in the field house. It's, yeah, very, it's very similar. Yeah, but, a little bit. You know, but the, the, fl- the floor is different with yeah. the elevated floor in Minnesota. That's kind of cool. I think them and Purdue both have that. But Okay. Yeah, it's um interesting place. But, yeah, Badgers are now, what, tied for seventh in the Big Ten? Seven and six, they're 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 just over five hundred, and they have a five game break before or a five day break before they go to um, Nebraska. Um, 
no Kobe King. Reavers and Wall started, I think, on or, or uh, Reavers and Potter started against Ohio State. That was matchup driven. Um, Pritzel hit a bunch of threes against Ohio State on on uh, on Sunday, but it's that team. You either are hot or you're cold. If you're hot, you got a good chance to win. If you're cold, there's no way you're winning. They can't do anything else. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same old story. They can't they can't shoot on the road. Uh, and that's, you know, people shrug their shoulders and say, big deal. <clears throat> They're still 14 and 10. They're still going to make the tournament. Well, yeah, but they don't play the tournament in the Kohl Center. Right. So chances are you're going to get onto a neutral site else. and you're yep. going to be a one and done. Um, I Ohio State sucks. I'm sorry. I, I've watched that team like four or five times this year. Were they number one? They were, no, they were like three. Three. But okay. see, they the, them in Michigan... They beat Villanova really early when Villanova was a mess, and they beat a North Carolina team that turns out is no good. So both Michigan and Ohio State got shoved way too high in the rankings than they should have been. I saw they were they put it up a couple times yesterday during the game. You know the net ratings of where everybody is in the Big Ten and Ohio State's up there. I I, I just don't get it. Like I said, I've seen that team a couple times. I know they're missing one of their better guys. He took a leave of absence, um, but. I, I'm not seeing it with that team. Um, you know, the Badgers going to Nebraska Saturday. You know, I, I, again, it's a road game. If they went in there and shot four for 25 from three, I wouldn't be surprised in the least. Now, Nebraska sucks, and they are in a total rebuild with Hoiberg there now. So the Badgers should win that game anyway. But if they don't, I don't think anybody that's a Badger fan is going to be shocked. No, I won't be. Not at all. Mm-mm. So... I don't know. It's 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 a it's a very very up and down team. I I kind of I like the Potter Reavers lineup uh, because both those guys can stretch it out a little bit and shoot. They are a little slow defensively, especially against teams that are going to try to run a lot of pick and roll. But um, the Badgers, their defensive scheme has always been to kind of pack it in and, and make you shoot over the top. And there's just not a lot of good shooters left in college basketball like there used to be. I mean, if you're great at it, you're you're getting paid for it. Right. That's just the way it is now. So um Bracketology, the last one I could find was from Friday. Had the Badgers as an eight seed. I don't know how many games are left. Seven. Seven games Seven left. Seven games left before the Big Ten tournament. They're not going to get to twenty wins, I would expect. I looked at their schedule. I think they're going to go five and two the rest of the way, would which would put them at nineteen and twelve. Okay. And then, you know, you go one and one in the Big Ten tournament, you're going to be at your twenty, which is kind of what I, I when I looked at this team early in the year, that's kind of what I thought. You know, twenty to twenty two wins. Um, just a pretty pretty average Badger team in the pantheon of Badger teams. Nothing too, rem- too, nothing memorable in the good about them. Just the Kobe King thing in the in the negative. And and we'll get to more of the the, the Kobe King and that. Um, I think his name's Eric Helland. I think is is that his name? The so. strength and conditioning coach. Um, is this a team that is going to get better or find ways to involve people more? Uh, I mean, they have to with Kobe King's departure. But I mean. To a much lesser extent, do we have a Ewing theory here? I mean, are they going to get better um, by subtraction with him gone? Um, I guess I guess you'd have to define better. Okay, I think they I think they're going to probably be more cohesive, have more fun. Um, you don't you just when you get somebody like that out of your locker room that it's just a kind of a weight off your shoulders so i think they might play a little free and easier i just think this team is very limited by their talent and and what their ceiling is um you know they've shown they can beat good teams on certain days when the circumstances including being at home are are there i'm just not sure they can beat you know uh a Kansas, if they're an eight seed, right. can you beat a Kansas in the second round on a neutral floor? I just don't think so. I, I don't think they have the firepower or the depth to do it. Um, but they got a chance to make a run in the Big Ten tournament because uh, Big Ten is a mess. Mm-hmm. It is. It is a mess. Top to bottom. Nobody can win on the road in the entire league. And Michigan State, who is preseason number one, they've fallen out of the top 25. So... Rutgers and Penn State are at the top of the league. It's like somebody took a snow globe and just flipped it upside down, and that's the standings. It's really bizarre. Um, 
what do you make of the the whole strength coach you know saying this this uh racial slur during a a retelling of his time when he i think he worked with the bulls and telling on a bus you, you know full of players and then immediately apologizing and thought they were good and then it was brought back out i know i talked to our guy ben wargle um and he said that yeah even though kobe king's not involved in this whole thing He's found a way to insert himself into it because he's going to use this as leverage against Wisconsin with the NCAA to go get, activated is the wrong word, immediate eligibility wherever he goes. Which, again, if I'm looking at the whole timeline of things and I interview people and I talk to people, you call it for what it is and it's bullshit. Yeah. You know? That's not what you said when you left. Correct. You did not reference it. You actually thanked the man. Correct. In your your, your leaving yeah. post on yeah. Instagram. Um I mean obviously dumb thing to say. Yes. Um obviously not malicious and kind of the sign of the times with the um I don't know, sensitivity to to that kind of stuff and also the opportunistic way to use it to your own benefit in certain instances. I I read somewhere that uh, this guy basically said the reason he went in and resigned is because he heard Kobe King was going to use it against the Badgers Mm -hmm. and he did not want that to happen. He did not want, he did not want to be the reason why something like that would take place. So he basically fell on the sword. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it was just one of those things. The guy probably got caught up in the heat of the moment telling a story to a bunch of kids who were asking him about working in the NBA, right. and he let a word slip out that somebody was else, part of the story. Somebody else said. And and I don't know the kind. Sometimes, look, sometimes there are bad words that are vital to the story that is being told. People can like it. People can not like it. But sometimes that's just the truth. I don't know. Maybe this was the case. But regardless... Guy should have known better. It's unfortunate. Um, it's just another thing hanging over this team. I, the what the, what guard in the Badger basketball program has had to go through in the last twelve months is is a lot. It's kind of like what we hear about some of the high school programs yeah, around but, here. You know, they didn't Too have much, any. Oh, correct. Any, but I mean, catastrophes some, or anything. But. Some extraneous things than yeah. just what's happening on the court. And my my biggest question is, and maybe. Maybe I've missed it. Where the hell has Alvarez been through all of this? I mean, nowhere. Other than going to cocktail parties and looking like a giant tomato wearing a sweater vest, <laughs> what the hell are you doing up there? Because he did not come out at all during the Kobe King thing and give any kind of support to guard and his coaching staff. Unless I missed it. Maybe I missed it, I don't but know. I, I don't remember seeing it. And then I have seen him conspicuous conspicuously silent. I think he they might have released a statement from the athletic it's a department. Statement that yes. But he has not addressed this in any way. He hasn't said it's unfortunate, the guy made a mistake, he's got to pay for his consequences. This isn't what we're about. We we haven't heard any of that nope. from him. Um that would indicate kind of poor leadership. Well, it's just it's it's odd. It's odd because Barry Alvarez Maybe casts his shadow up there like he's kind of this puppeteer where he's always involved in everything. But yet, when the shit hits the fan here, you're gone. We're not hearing from you. Um, maybe it's because he got caught telling his grandson to take a hike in that bowl game. He's been disappearing ever since. I don't know. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> but I don't know. Don't you think that's kind of strange Very that we haven't so. heard from him? Yes. It, it's it's it, to a larger extent. It's like it's like Roger Goodell when people are are clamoring for him to say something yeah. during something that's affecting the NFL public relations and, department. And maybe these guys think no matter what I say, I'm going to get criticized. Well, yeah, but that's part of the gig, right? That's, that's why, why pay, you. That's why you get multi million dollar contracts. Why you have the leadership, and I and and again, if you're Barry Alvarez and your image can withstand a lot of these hits. If people want to use 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 a punching bag, then what do you got to lose? Right, you don't have to, you're Barry Alvarez. You you are a god, a savior in Madison to a lot of these people, especially the ones with the checkbooks. You're one of the two guys that turned the athletic program around, along with Pat Richter. Right, it's Richter and Alvarez, yep. those two guys. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really know how you can come out looking terrible about this, but I think the more you go along and the more silent 
you are, it kind of makes you look like, well, what are you doing then? Yeah. Aside from giving Paul Chris pep talks. Well, and I think it makes it makes the guy wonder, is is guard on the hot seat? If there's anybody that's on the hot seat, the math and Madison Athletic Department, it should be Tony Granato for, for the men's hockey team. And I know your feelings on hockey, but here was a guy that came in very heralded. They have NHL picks, first-round picks as recruits. And for the last couple of years, they've been fucking terrible. Really? And they fired their previous guy to go get this dude. And I don't know how long it takes to turn around a hockey program. Right. But they're getting blown out in their games, and they're bad. Hmm. So, like, yeah, and and the Badger basketball team, much higher on the totem pole. Yeah. And especially more in the public eye. Um, but for, for how involved Alvarez was in with the hockey firing and hiring process, now when something really important comes into basketball, you can't find him. Mm-hmm. It just seems very odd. Yeah, it does. It just seems very uneven. So, um, you want to talk about Marquette a little bit? Yeah. Um, watched the game the other day, uh, yesterday. Uh, they played Butler at home on National Marquette Day, which is always an interesting thing. What? Yeah, they, there's a thing called National Marquette Day where okay. like everybody that is an alumni wears their Marquette gear, and right. it's kind of a thing, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so they played uh, Butler, who was ranked 19 at the yep. time. Handled them. Handled them. Beat them by 20. Uh, Marcus Howard struggled, was clearly forcing shots. 11 points below his average. Yeah, and there was a point where Wojo took him out and benched him. And there, I saw something online where Wojo was caught saying something like, you don't have to do this alone, which was basically like, dude, the guys you're playing with, are they're better now than they were three months ago. Like, trust them. And um, I give the Marquette guys credit. We talked about it last week. This team is improving. Um, you can see it week to week with some of these guys gaining a lot more confidence as they get more games under their belt. And uh, for the first week this year, Marquette is in the top 25, uh, ranked 18. I mean, hmm. big deal. Take it for what it's worth. It's nice. It's nice when you're in it. It doesn't mean much from the outside, but when you're in it, it's important and it feels good to be ranked. Sure. Trust me. Um, those kids, <laughs> it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, seven and four tied with a couple other teams for second in the Big East. And uh, they are at Nova Wednesday, a yep. place where they never win. Um, them and Villanova, it seems the last four or five years, seems like they always split home and home. So I will not be surprised if Marquette gets beat Wednesday and, and is out of the top 25 next week. Just, you know, that's how the, that stuff goes. Well, the story I read this morning was that this Butler was the first of three ranked teams that they have. I don't know who they have over past Villanova. I think Seton, Seton Hall. Hall. Yeah. yeah, and Seton Which, Hall is rolling. And you, and you talked about that when we were at our high school game. You showed me the score of some game, and you said that's going to be one of your oh, yeah, that's, N- N- NCAA sleeper teams. That's a good team that won a couple games in the tournament last year, and they have a stud. They got uh, Miles Powell, who is a 20-plus-a-game guard, scoring guard, and, uh, yeah, that team's really good. But uh, Marquette, number seven in the most recent bracketology um, from Friday. Um, so that's pretty much it for Marquette. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple of things I wanted to hit. I talked about Michigan State being out of the top 25. San Diego State's still undefeated, 24-0. How high are they in, think, in the ranking? Uh, four, Okay, I think they were today. All right. Um, again, are, don't, not, haven't who seen do they play. play. Don't know if they're any good. It's one of those things um, I, I heard somebody on the radio, I think Mike Heller was talking about it on my way home. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Are they 24 and 0 cuz they're good or are they or are they ranked 4 cuz they're 24 and 0 or cuz they're good? I think it's cuz they're 24 and 0. Mm-hmm. But it is a good program, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Tony Snell and they they put some guys in the pros from there, but 24 and 0 is impressive. Um Iowa State guard yep. Tyrese Halliburton out for the year with a broken wrist. Um he's a kid from Oshkosh North, was a player of the year in the state mm-hmm. and won the state title 2 years ago and uh unfortunately another Wisconsin kid who got out of state and he's really good. I saw today he is projected top 15 uh, NBA draft pick. If really? He, if he goes, he's what, like a six, six point guard. What's the injury? Broken wrist. Okay. So, so it's uh, not an ACL at least. No, All no. Right. Um, I, after I read that, I think he's got to go. Right. Oh, for sure. I mean, shit. He was not uh, like a super high recruit. I mean, he was a good recruit, but He's gotten a lot better in two years in college. Well, and if you if teams aren't scared off by like a leg injury or an ACL that that requires a long term rehab where you got to get some of that clout back, yeah, wrist 
I'm not going to do no. anything against you. And, and dude, if you're a lottery pick and you've and you've spent two years in college, so you've got a little seasoning. If you're a lottery pick, you got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida State and Duke was a nice game uh, that I wanted to check out tonight. You walked in, I was checking that out yep. in the first half. Had I hadn't seen either one of those teams play, we didn't get to see the no the UNC Carolina game. Yep. game the other night because we were doing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to hit Saturday for the first time in like 20 years. Bob Knight returned to Assembly Hall at Indiana for uh, a special halftime tribute, and uh, it was pretty cool. I watched. They, they didn't show a ton of it, you know. He had all his old players back: Quinn Buckner, yep. Isaiah Thomas, you know, all the old greats. Um, you know, they 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 made a pretty big deal out of it. I uh, a friend of mine sent me a, a clip today of Pat Knight, Bob's son, who was on a podcast uh, today talking about like what it took to get. Bob to come back and you know he basically kind of just worked on him for a while like people want to see you people want to see you and he's like you know who's there and he's like all your players are there and he and he said are there going to be any assholes there and I <laughs> and I just thought to myself just one you you you're the king yep and I mean you know it was cool it was cool to see I mean I've told you before I went to some Bobby Knight camps as a kid I I remember one time getting called up to the front of the camp for some demonstration and and standing next to him and I mean just like crapping my pants. <laughs> because the the man is huge. Right. I mean, he's like your size. Like mm-hmm. he's a big dude. Yeah. And like I'm I'm ten. Right at the time. And, and this is at the height. This is in the early nineties of, you know, Bobby Knight. He's in blue chips. He's like the preeminent college coach. So that was that was a pretty cool experience. I watched some of the clips. I didn't see the 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 live thing at all, but all I could all I could think about was he has fallen off pretty fast from the last time that I saw him. I was told today that he does have dementia okay. of some sort. I don't but, I mean, know how bad. But, I mean, just the way people but... were holding him and as slow as he well, was walking. Did you see, see the interaction with him and Vital? Yeah, what was that? Was was Dickie V trying to razz him and, no. and, and he didn't want any of it? Or did I, he not recognize him? I think he had a moment. I think Bob Knight had a moment because they shook hands and then it looked like Vital was going in for a hug. And he pushed him away. And he pushed him away in, in kind of like that old man yep. awkward grip fighting thing. And mm-hmm. Vital was kind of looking at him like, what are you like, doing, like, man? Like, are you razzing me? And then they were like swinging a little yeah, bit back and it, forth. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Yes, it was. I, I didn't hear anything today that there was... Anything? I don't think it was real. Okay, but I don't know. It was just—it was very weird. It looked very. And again, a lot of people have a lot of negative thoughts about him. You know, he said, um, you know, racist things, and he's—he's he's abused, you know, players and and kids and stuff like that. And he's a bully. Um, I never had a problem with him. I—I I didn't really like him. I liked the character. Yeah, oh, sure. The Bobby Knight oh, character. Sure. Yeah. Whether he was a, a villain who was loved a little bit, hated by everybody else, but very much loved and respected at his own place. I, I just liked the Bobby Knight character. And I loved when he would come play in Madison because of how big a charge the student body would get. He's he's Patton. Yeah. he He's General Patton. I mean, General Patton famously slapped his own uh, soldiers that were complaining of battle fatigue. He slapped them and called them cowards and was demoted. I mean, that's Bob Knight. But, like, to a man, those soldiers love Patton. They follow him to the depths of hell. And for the most part, with the very, very few exception, everybody that played for Bob Knight loved that guy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, he is, though. He He's kind of a, he's kind of like the last of a, of the old relics. Yes. You know, of the old authoritarian, guy, disciplinarian yes. basketball coach. Even football coach, like, that really doesn't even exist no, anymore. Not, not anymore. everybody's on camera. You just can't do that stuff. But, um, yeah, it was good to see him back. So, All right, let's switch to the NBA. Bucks are playing. Right- Baby Giannis is here. Yes, Giannis, uh, his wife, had uh, their first child. Liam, I think, is his name. I heard he already Euro-stepped. Right out of the right out of the crib. Right out of the womb. Sure. He, he okay. stepped right over huh? his umbilical what? cord yep. and he was good. <laughs> my God. And Giannis is like, that's my boy. <laughs> uh he did post on social media there there he put one of the emoji cartoon faces over the kid's yeah, face. Yeah, so yeah. nobody would, you know, want to see him, but it's probably a safety yeah, nobody safety wanted, wanted to get creepy. S- social media issue. So um Buck's still with the best record. 
Um, they're playing tonight against Sacramento. Yep, no Giannis tonight. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, and they're they're up here big at the end of the first quarter, so I don't okay. think they're missing him too much. No, Marvin Williams was going to be activated, but he wasn't going to play. Uh, who is it? Dragon Bender. They they got rid of him. Um, I, you were looking for maybe something to be done near the trade deadline. Was this? I mean, is this? Yeah, what, uh, whether it was trade deadline or the buyout market. Yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, I had heard they were shopping uh, Bender and Sterling Brown a little bit to try to get some veteran help. They they couldn't really work anything out. I'm a little disappointed in, in seeing Bender go. I, I mean, you know, all things being equal, I would have rather Thanasis Antetokounmpo went from a basketball standpoint, but we know why he's still around. That could pay dividends later Absolutely. on. Um, Bender was a guy that, you know, he was like a, the number four pick in the draft a couple years ago, and he just never has really found his way, so it's... Sounded like they liked him, but, you know, not enough to keep him around. Marvin Williams is a guy that's uh, been around a long time. As a matter of fact, it was between him and Bogut in 2006 when the Bucks had the number one pick as to who they took. Those were the two guys that they brought in for interviews. They ended up going with Bogut. Um, but Williams is a good player. He's been around. He can hit threes. He plays defense. He's smart. Um, so he'll help. I You know, he'll be in that... Uh, Ilyasova Corver mix of matchups and and who's playing well and who's hot. So uh, I think there'll be nights where he plays significant minutes and there's going to be some nights he doesn't play much. Okay. Um, they had wins over the Pelicans, Sixers, Magic. That was on the road. Did they win? Did they they beat the Pelicans in New Orleans? I think yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and then they went home to take on Philly. Um, yeah, really. Uh, nice statement win against Philly. Uh, they needed that. Um, I think I think everybody watch. I think everybody around the NBA wanted to see them beat Philly. Yeah, Philly is. I, I still think they're the toughest roadblock for the Bucks. I Do think they have they're the best home record. Yeah, they're twenty four and two. But they're dog on the on yeah on the road. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just think they 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 are the most talented team in the East. That doesn't mean you're the best, but. You know, when you got guys like Embiid and Simmons and Al Horford and Tobias Harris, that's just a team that I don't really want to see in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, the way it's set up now, the Bucks would see them in the second round. I'm hoping they either drop to six or move up to two or three so they don't have to see them to the conference finals. I would much rather play uh, a Boston or a Miami in that second round than play Philadelphia. I just think that would be a war, and there's one – it's – it's one of those things where it could be such a war that it takes so much out of you right. that you don't have a lot left for the following rounds. Um, but yeah, they they played well and then they beat the hell out of Orlando the other right. night, which you know they they're they're in the eight spot right now. And if the Bucks played them really? in the first round, that would be a sweep. Um, some fans probably at the uh, at the five serve tonight hoping to see Jabari because he's on the Kings. I didn't know that he hasn't played. And is was not going to make his debut today that I saw on Twitter, so he wasn't even going to play. But that dude's seen the round since he was since he was jettisoned from from Milwaukee. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. You know, he's this is his fourth team in two years, fifth team overall, and 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 he's had two ACL surgeries, and he's like twenty three, twenty four. That young? Yeah, I mean, he was in the twenty fourteen draft, so maybe he's twenty four. Um. You know, unfortunately, this is what happens to guys like like him in the NBA. You kind of just become a contract that gets moved around from place to place. Um, he's obviously still getting paid and paid well, um, but you know he that that draft class, that 2014 draft class of Wiggins, him, Embiid, and Dante Exum, that was supposed to be in the to rival the the LeBron Wade Bosch class, the Jordan Barkley. Uh, Stockton class, but we saw Wiggins got traded last week from the Wolves mm-hmm. to uh, the Warriors, and they couldn't get him out of Minnesota fast enough. <laughs> Obviously, what happened with, with Jabari, Embiid's been good, but he's really struggled to stay healthy, and they've underachieved. And Dante Exum, I don't even I, – I, I know he's been traded. I don't even know what team he's on now. So that class really never panned out. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's that time of year in the NBA when guys are moving around a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bucks still make another move. Okay, there's still some guys out there that are going to get bought out, um, you know. And uh, 
I don't know how they would do it. It would it would be tricky. I think I'm not sure how those two way contracts work. I don't right. know if they could put Thanasis on that and and then go get somebody else. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, the possibility is still out there. Um, before we get to All Star Weekend, you had a couple of moves from everybody. I mean, you talked about you know uh, the the Russell and the Wiggins swap. Did you you haven't mentioned anything else? Yeah, uh, the Miami got Iguodala, yep. which the media seems to think is a big deal. I do not. He's thirty six, um, and he hasn't played. He, he looked washed last year. Uh, he hasn't played all year, which I guess okay. He's got his legs, but I mean. I don't know how much he's really going to give that team. They they seem to think it's a big deal. I I did hear Brian Windhorst the other day when he was talking about it on ESPN said that uh, he knows for a fact from being in the Miami locker room that they do not fear Milwaukee. So they they think that if they play the Bucks in the playoffs, they will they will win that series. So, well that that remains to be seen. Um, Marcus Morris traded from the Knicks to the Clippers. That's a huge get for the Clippers. Huge get. Um, one because he's a pretty good player, and two because the Lakers didn't get him. And that was a guy that if you'd have paired him up with LeBron and Anthony Davis would have would have been a huge help for the Lakers. So um, kudos to the Clippers for blocking that one because the last thing I want to see is LeBron James holding another trophy. <laughs> um, Andre Drummond was traded from Detroit to Cleveland in what was more or less a salary dump uh, by the Pistons. They just wanted him gone. And then, of course, he had to go on Twitter and cry about yeah. no, no, no loyalty in sports. It's like, dude. They signed you to like a hundred and twenty-five million dollar contract. You're good. You're good. Take your money. Yeah. Um, we talked about the Wiggins one. Uh, Clint Capella was sent to Atlanta from Houston. Houston's basically just gone all in on not having big guys. They're like, well, we're just going to run up and down, and we're going to chuck threes, and we got two dudes in Harden and Westbrook that nobody can guard one on one, and we're going to try to beat you one hundred and thirty to one hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> And that's what they did their first night against the Lakers. They 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 played well. They shot well. They won against the Lakers, and then they turn around last night and they lose to the Jazz. And um, I don't know that that's a long term successful playoff philosophy to have. I don't know how that dude made that shot right, yeah, at, I know, right? right at the end. Did I mean guy in his face falling away? That was crazy off balance. That was insane. They ran like three picks at the top to try and get him free, and he wasn't even free. No, no. <laughs> So, uh, and then the last thing I just wanted to hit on, uh, Damian Lillard on Portland is absolutely going ballistic right now. Um, in his last 12 games, I got it even updated more than I had on our sheet here. In his last 12 games, he's averaging 40 points, nine assists, five rebounds. He's shooting 51% from the field, 49 from three, and 88 from the line. Yeah, that's, throw good. line. That, that's good. And his team is like eight and four. Um, they're trying to get into the playoff picture. They've really been struggling this year, and they were in the conference finals last year. Um, he He's an awesome player. Yeah. I mean, most people don't get to see him around here because right, they play Portland. the late game, yeah. and it's Portland, and you know the, you might they might be on a random Thursday night or something on TNT, but most people around here aren't up. But, man, that, that is a run. Okay. I mean, holy shit. Uh, All-Star Weekend is coming up this weekend. One thing we kind of glossed over, Pat Connaughton is in the yeah. dunk contest. The Did I read he's the fourth buck ever to be in the contest? Sounds right. And nobody has made it out of the first round from Milwaukee. I remember Ray Allen being in it one year, uh, but I don't know who else would. Maybe Desmond Mason, I think, might have been in it. Darvin Ham? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. Right. Maybe. But, yeah, it hasn't been many. But I was thinking about it when I was making the notes today, like, I, I it's probably just because we're we're older now, but like I just don't care at all about All Star Weekend for any sport. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most the most I do is probably baseball, and I'll watch. But interleague killed that. Interleague killed the All Star for baseball. Pretty much. Like you can't tell me to get mad at guys when they take steroids and hit home runs, and then have a home run derby where all your steroid users hit seven hundred foot homers, and I'm supposed to cheer. That's dumb. But for basketball, I never cared about the game. The only game I ever really thought was cool was in 92 when they let Magic play after he had HIV. Uh, but I don't care about the game. The game's terrible. It's like a street ball game with that, fancy jerseys on. And a ton of threes and, yeah. and alley-oops. Um, it used to be cool on Saturday night with the three-point and the dunk. I used to like to see like who was hanging out with who. Right. Who, who's, like who, who's, who's hanging out on the court yeah, like around the perimeter? Like who's Jordan sitting with right. tonight? 
And it'd be like Ewing, Oakley, like, and you're like, okay, that those are his boys. Like yep. now, you know everybody's boys. All this social media stuff, it, it right. killed that. So yeah, I just, I, I mean, don't, and, I don't care. I'll even, probably check out the three point contest. Not even rem- um, being he- too much of an NBA fan, but owning a fair amount of jerseys when I was younger. You, I think you hit on it. I was interested in the dunk contest and the three point contest. Yes. Yeah. Because that was one I watched and those were guys that I knew and this was this was new stuff that you didn't get to see in games a whole lot. Now people will throw down one of these dunks, not jumping over a car or somebody who's right, on somebody's it, shoulders. I, it got too gimmicky. Yes. Completely. But it had me back in the day when I was now it's like I'll tell you when I will watch and care about the dunk contest again, okay? When they get rid of the gimmicks, no jumping over cars, no no blowing out a candle on the rim, any of that kind of crap. When a guy can run down the floor and do the dunks that they did in NBA Jam, where he does the I'm in. I want the Statue of Liberty 720. Right. I want the multiple flip in the Sum- air somersault. That's what I want. Until that happens, I would actually rather see a freaking mascot dunk contest with them jumping oh, off trampolines, trampolines and shit than what I see now. Because unless a dude dunks it with his feet, I don't know what else I can see that I haven't seen before. And they have to constantly step it up where now it's like Pat like- Connaughton is a great game dunker. And he's got he's got like a 44 inch vert. But I don't know what he can do in the dunk contest that's going to be like wow. wowing me. Yeah, I don't know. Right. All right, that's enough of the NBA. Our uh, our final one as we approach the hour mark here in about 10 minutes, Major League Baseball, and there was some news today. Um, do you want to lead with that, or do you want to just get down to the other stuff and then kind of well, close? Well, let's hit that at the end, All right. yeah. Uh, pitchers and catchers report um, this week, two days for Brewers. They come in on Wednesday. Um, I read a lot about the trades that the Dodgers had agreed to on, on multiple fronts last week. The big one was the three-teamer involving the Twins, um, along with Boston and the Dodgers, where Betts and Price were going to uh, L.A. The Twins dropped out of that because there was some concern with some of the medical reports, and then they finally hop back in yeah, I saw on a today. separate trade that's going to send Maeda to the Twins, which is great it's for It's a nice cash. trade for them. Yeah, for sure, because they they lose a prospect, a right-hander, an outfield prospect, and then a pick in the draft. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, Minnesota's done some stuff. Oh, they're going to be good. Yeah. They're I mean, and they were already good last year. They're definitely the best team in the central. Right. I mean, I think, that, I don't know that you're beating the Yankees, but the, we'll see. I'll carry, I'll be curious to see how the central goes with what the white Sox have done. Mm-hmm. And now what Minnesota has already done on top of hitting the most home runs. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. And, and they signed Donaldson. Yes. Who that's, hits nothing but I mean. home runs. Um, and then the Jock Peterson trade to the Angels for a bunch of guys that didn't go through for whatever reason. Yeah, so that's it, weird. It's very, it, it was very odd. And then these two stories that I think are kind of linked um, in that Pete Rose wants reinstatement and brings up the sign-stealing scandal and has, has a, a bunch of points, tons of points mm-hmm. to make. And then Hank Aaron has come out and says that, all those Astros players should be banned. Right. Where are you out on that? Well, I've I've been a longtime supporter of that Rose should be let back in. Um, he served his penance. Uh, I think he, in the baseball community at large, deserves to see him go into the Hall of Fame being alive. That's what I was just going to say. If if this winds up being posthumous, I think a lot of people are going to be pissed. I mean, pissed. Pete Rose has burned a lot of bridges and he's and he is a douchebag. Um <laughs> but there are still a lot of baseball historians and purists and and fans in Cincinnati that would like to see him in. And I think it would, you know, I've always maintained with when it comes to guys like Rose, Clemens, Bonds, the the Hall of Fame is a museum. It is a storytelling and a history marker of your sport. You cannot tell the story of baseball without the guy who has the most hits in the history of the game. And not only that, there are bad things in museums. Yes, yes. There are bad people in the baseball museum. There are cheaters and racists and and all kinds of shysters in there currently now. But for some reason, we're measuring the bad things. Well, the unfortunate... this has blown everything away. The worst thing that ever happened to Pete Rose was that... Bart Giamatti was the commissioner who banned Rose. Bart Giamatti then, like, four months later, died. Pete Rose has always claimed that the 
agreement with him and Giamatti was it was going to be a year full ban and then it was going to be partial reinstatement as the years went forward. But Bud Selig and Bud Selig's cronies who hate Pete Rose, they've shut him out. And to this point, Rob Manford is doing the same thing and shutting him out. Now, the Aaron comments about banning the Astro players or whatever, well, they haven't been able to pinpoint any of them. That's the problem. I mean, if he wants to say ban A.J. Hinch, the manager, okay, we could we could have that discussion. But you can't ban Altuve because you haven't proven that Altuve cheated. You haven't proven that he wore that buzzer. If he had worn that buzzer, then hell yeah, get him out. You know, because right. there, there, there's no place for that kind of crap. But th- those two things kind of got me thinking. And then this this new playoff structure that they're proposing came out. And it got me thinking about the Astros this year. Um, really two things. How are they going to be received around the league collectively as a team and as an organization when they're on the road? Which also leads you into, as a fan, if you're going to boo, how do you do it? Right. Who do you, who do you boo? Is it constant? How long do you boo? Yeah. How long can you even keep it up? I couldn't boo for nine innings. No. I don't want to boo for nine innings. I don't even really boo in general anyway, but like I if I was going to boo, I would boo like a guy, but there isn't a guy no, to boo. It's a team. It's a team. So when they take the field, right? When 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 somebody comes up to bat in the bottom half if they're on the road and then the Astros go out in the field, do you just let it, it all out? It's not like Braun when he goes to right. Wrigley or or St. Louis right. or like a or like LeBron when he went back to Cleveland when he was on Miami where you can just boo him every time he gets the yeah, ball. Right. Like, I don't know how you approach this as a fan. It's kind of weird, right? For sure. And then the other thing was, I'm wondering, is this whole thing secretly actually good for baseball? In terms of, like, nobody's talked about baseball this much in a very long time, Mm -hmm. nationally. Um, This is kind of... That the little bit of the Super Bowl hangover, getting to the NBA All-Star break and, and amping up for the NFL draft, nobody really talks much about baseball other than, oh, hey, by the way, pitchers and catchers are reporting. But I was watching ESPN tonight, and they've got people at the A's spring training because you got to talk to Fires. You had people at the Braves spring training because you had to talk to Keuchel. You had people at the Astros spring training, of course. They had people at the Yankees one interviewing the pitchers from the Yankees. Boston. You had Boston people. So, like, there's all – this story is so big that it's almost – I mean, it's 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 a negative light that's being shown on yeah. baseball, but it's still a light. And it kind of remi- right. reminded me of the Donaghy thing with the NBA. And that happened in 07. And – that was kind of like from when Jordan retired in 98 to 07. Like, if you go back and look at it, there's not much there in terms of basketball. Like, you had the Shaq-Kobe era, but they weren't really fun. Right. It was a lot of drama and crap. And, like, LeBron and those guys were just pups. So that Donaghy thing came out in 07, and then the next season – Garnett goes to the Celtics. Lakers play the Celtics in the finals. Celtics win the title. Then the next couple years, you've got the Celtics and the Lakers are the two best teams. LeBron leaves Cleveland, goes to Miami, and the whole thing. And now all of a sudden, the NBA is not as big as the NFL, but it's talked about a ton. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder, like, is this something that maybe all of a sudden people pay a little more attention to baseball this year? Well, the worst. Which would be good. The worst thing that you can have happen in a public relations. stance is if you need public attention and public support, the worst thing that can happen is that nobody talks about you. Right. Good or bad. Yep. So if nothing good is coming, then you get the bad and at least you've got people. At least people are paying attention. And then now's the chance to showcase, well, here's what you do have. Here's what's good. Here's who we like. Here's all the positive things. Mm -hmm. So once you have them, that's when you can deliver your message. And that's the thing. It's like they've got guys like Mookie Betts going to L.A. now, and you've got guys like Yelich and Trout, and it's like people don't necessarily see these guys that much. And if people pay a little bit more attention to baseball, it's kind of like, hey, guys, Kristen Yelich, I should have won back-to-back MVPs. I'm really good. You should watch me. So I'm I'm wondering, I mean – 
baseball, I don't think, is thought of as the national pastime anymore. Not anymore, no. I, I think I, it's football. I just, yeah. I, Which I, is weird because most people don't even play it. Right. Everybody can play baseball. Right. Most people can't play football. So I, I don't know whether that's going to get back necessarily. I mean, I don't think it is. Probably not. Um, Probably not. I mean, who knows? I mean, the NFL could be looking at a work stoppage, and then maybe people start to turn to other sports, and, you know, they, they're watching more basketball, they're watching more baseball. I mean, baseball is suffering right now from an image problem and an attention span problem. Well, and they have no stars. Well, I shouldn't say they have no stars. Their stars are boring. Yes, they don't. They're not controversial. They, they have no personality. the The celebrations are frowned upon. Um, they're you know, there's the they police their own, which is fine, but you know, they don't allow for any individual expression, which mm-hmm. is what sells this in these right. days. And and they don't really have that. So, but this 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 playoff thing, just to hit on it real quick. So there's a new proposal that is being quote unquote taken very seriously by the commissioner's office where they would expand the playoffs from five to seven teams. What? And the top-seeded teams would get to pick their first-round opponent. <laughs> what? How are they going to determine that? So, like, you have the best record, you get first pick? I guess so. Of, of, of your opponent? I guess. That's that's kind of the gist <sighs> of it. I couldn't... We're not on a playground. Yeah, that, my response was, what is this, the YMCA? Yes! Yeah. Yes! Absolutely. But it's it's a little similar to some of the things they were talking about with the NBA earlier in the year about tweak, right. tweaking their playoff system and, that, yeah. and and reseeding for the playoffs, which I don't understand why everybody wants to all of a sudden mess with this shit. Um, Rob Manford, he's got some strange ideas. And I think baseball needs to be careful because... They're already as a league kind of gimmicky, in my opinion. I think interleague and wild card and second wild card and uh, I don't like all that stuff. Okay. I always liked. I always was a fan of the old traditional way because I thought making the playoffs in baseball was, was the hardest, huge accomplishment. To do. Yes. Okay. Counterpoint. You are going. You're looking down the barrel of forty. People are looking to get younger people into baseball. And I would argue that Seelig didn't really mess with the formula a whole lot. Just kind of let things... Well, he created the wild card. I understand that, so. and, that and that was his big thing. Yep. But for as long a reign as he had, that's really his only stamp Not that he has Not a lot of innovation. On. Right. Yeah. So, to me, I'm wondering, maybe Manfred has looked at this and says, well, we already got these older guys even if they don't like the gimmicky stuff, they'll still watch baseball. We got to figure out how to get the other people right. who we have who we have the Millen- problem in, in pulling in. Millennials. So I guess my question then is if you're a baseball fan, do you you might not have to like the ideas that are brought up, but do you like a commissioner in the league who is looking at innovation, is looking to do things, is not just going to say we're fine, we've always been fine, let's just keep doing what we're doing because I would argue that maybe that's a result of where you are right now of just kind of status quo. We're going to do what we've always done. Doesn't matter if society's changing, if habits change or anything like that. And we will stand the test of time because we are the national pastime. Well, now you're at a point where you can't really say a lot of that is still holding up. No, I agree. Um, to a point, you know, I mean, the innovation is great to a point, you know, and if you're changing playoff formats and then are you going to change divisions and then are we going to abolish the leagues and then are we going to have robot umps? And it's like <laughs> you can't you can't just you do can't it do it for the sake of doing right. it. It has to benefit the game. Mm-hmm. I'm just I mean, I understand the thinking I, uh, really is like millennials and young people. They don't like anything that's traditional. Just in general, they want to tear for whatever reason. This generation, they want to tear everything down because they think it's dumb and we're all boomers and shit. Um, you know, it's one of those things though. If 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 seven teams make the playoffs, well, shit. Now every team can sell to their fan base that they're in contention because how are you not in contention right. unless you're not trying? Unless you're the Marlins and you just or the Pirates this year and you're like, we're not trying. We're going to have a fifty million dollar payroll. 
just come for the free hot dogs. Like, we don't, our product's going to suck. But everybody else is going to be in it. If you've got seven teams, because mm-hmm. yeah, even now with five teams, it seems like you get to the end of the year and, like, there's, like, ten teams that are close. Striking distance. They're close. Sure. They can they can legitimately say we were in it until the last week. I mean, if you expand it to seven now, I think everybody's going to be in it with the exception of four or five teams. So okay. I get, I get that from the marketing sales standpoint, but I don't know. I like is exclusivity when it comes to professional sports. You know, I even bristle a little bit at the expansion of the basketball NCAA basketball tournament. They went from sixty four to sixty eight, and they've talked about. We don't need to let everybody in for everything. You got to accomplish something. You got to accomplish in. something. Yep. Like we talked about, it. it sucks when a football team makes it at eight and eight. It does. It's rare that it happens, but it kind of sucks when it does because it kind of taints stuff. Because you got a better team that they've done everything that you've asked of them, and the rules are set up that they're not allowed in. Like, why do you? Would you have wanted to watch last year's Cubs, the way they were playing? down the stretch as the seven seed in the National League. Who the hell wants to watch that? Cubs fans. That's it. That's it. You're There's only selling it to that. I know. Well, I mean, that's that's the big. I know. Let's say it's the, let's say it's the Padres then. God, no. I mean, who wants Everybody to watch says, the Padres play the Dodgers? There? Yeah. So that's it's, right. I don't know. It, it's, it's just one of those kind of outside-the-box ideas that I think is – Doomed to fail. Okay. I think it'll be like the basketball one where they put it out there and then they get the negative reaction. And then they're like, okay, maybe we'll pull back on that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And well, it, the good thing about Major League Baseball for some of this stuff is that they have tried things at the lower levels. Mm-hmm. And then there's more tweaks and then they'll roll some stuff out, but we're going to hold back on some of the other stuff. So, I mean, I mean, it's good that it's good that they can do that. Um I don't really have any high school stuff to bring up. No. I, I think we're we're getting close to tournament yes, here. Yes, we're 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 getting to the tail end of the season. This is our last big week, four gamer, four games. Yes, that's right. Which reminds me, scheduling note for next week, we need to talk off air. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we got to see a brand new court. Yeah, surprising. Um, yep, and, and Madison and East, brand new, brand new field house, brand new varsity court. Yep, the, the Pat Richter court. Pat Richter court. We're going there again on Saturday. God, we were um, sitting big time at the. Scores table there. Just reach out and touch the coach and say, it's not a carry. L- listening to the awful Madison East coaches not know the rules <laughs> of basketball. Did I, it was funny on air when I said that they didn't know the rules and that's why they were getting their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lady scores people gave me the evil eye. <laughs> and I thought, look, look, lady, don't, is, don't kill the messenger. We're, 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 we're the home team radio. Sorry. Yep. This, this is what we do. Sorry about it. All right, thank you for downloading, um, subscribing, listening. However you take in our podcast, we do appreciate it. Um, You can find us wherever podcasts are, and uh, please tell your friends. So uh, we appreciate your attention span for this hour plus, and we hope you come back next time. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. Until next time, see ya. Go Bucks.